0: So today we continue our Advent theme of waiting. And as we heard through uh, the lighting of the candles and through the children's message, we are focusing on waiting for light. And so in a moment we're going to be reading a story from uh, the Gospel of John, chapter 9, where a man lived in blindness his whole life. He has lived with darkness. His whole life he's been waiting for light. The story... ...of this blind man who's been waiting for light... Re- ...relates to those waiting in the Old Testament. Several areas in the world appear to be dark and full of gloom. And people in the Old Testament, they were waiting for the light to arrive. And this story of waiting for the light relates even in, to those in the New Testament... ...as we are in the 21st century. And there are still several areas in this world that appear so dark and so full of gloom. And so we too are people who continue to be waiting for the light. So we'll read from John 9. And before we do, let's come to our God in prayer. Father God, you sent your Son into this world to bring light. And with this light comes hope and peace, promises fulfilled, and salvation through Jesus through the, reading of this, for through the reading from John this morning, may we see the light of Jesus shine in our lives and in our world, and open our hearts to what your Holy Word and your Holy Spirit are speaking to us this morning, at this time and this place. In the name of Jesus we pray, amen. John chapter 9, verses 1 through 12. While I am in the world, I am the light of the world. After saying this, Jesus spit on the ground, made some mud with, his, with the saliva, and put it on the man's eyes. Go, he told him. Wash in the pool of Siloam. This word means sent. So the man went and washed and came home seen. And his neighbors and those who had formerly seen him begging asked, Isn't this the same man who used to sit and beg? And some claimed that he was. Another said, nah, he only looks like him. But he himself insisted, I am the man. How then were were your eyes open, they asked. And he replied, well, the man they called Jesus made some mud and he put it on my eyes. He told me to go to Siloam and wash. So I went and washed and then I could see. Where is this man? They asked him. I don't know, he said. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So I think we can admit and we recognize that there's sin in this world. There's brokenness in this world. There's darkness in this world. And this darkness has been since the fall of humanity. And In the Old Testament, again, people were waiting. They, were, they had promises before them and they were waiting for this light in darkness. And so Jesus' first coming to earth... As a baby in a manger, as God, as human, his coming to earth brought light to darkness. It brought hope and healing and forgiveness. The Old Testament waiting was over. But yet, there still appears to be darkness today. So today's passage helps us to acknowledge the darkness and helps us Yeah, to acknowledge the darkness, but then also to focus on the light. So here we are in John 9. We're introduced to a blind person. A person who only knows physical darkness. And this results in the disciples asking a few questions of Jesus. The disciples were trying to understand things and kind of waiting, and wanting rather, to find out reasonable answers. The disciples want to try to make sense of the certain circumstances that occur in people's lives, and perhaps their own lives. And so perhaps the disciples, they wanted to ask this question of Jesus to find blame, to find fault. Whose fault is it that this guy was blind? Whose fault is it that there is sin and darkness in this world? And maybe at times, if perhaps we can assign blame to a situation, maybe... In our minds, this helps us understand things better. Let's read verses 2 to 3 again, but this time from uh, Eugene Peterson's The Message. We read, Jesus' disciples asked, Rabbi who sinned, this man or his parents causing him to be born blind? And Jesus said, you're asking the wrong question. You're looking for someone to blame. There is no such cause effect here. Look instead for what God can do. Jesus points his people away from looking for blame to looking for grace and God's glory. Jesus points his people away from the darkness to seek out the light. And yes, this man in the story, he was born blind. And he was living a life of darkness. And at this time in history, his future would have been bleak. There'd be no possibility of marriage, no employment, no social honor. His life would have appeared hopeless. The only thing that he could basically do was be a beggar, a blind beggar, living off the sympathy and the handouts of others. So the disciples found it difficult to understand why this man would have been born blind. So in their minds, they well, it must have been related to his sin, But then again, since he was born blind, maybe the sin occurred in his mother's womb. Which was not an uncommon theology, because humanity begins at the point of conception, and we are created in sin. But then the disciples continued the questioning of Jesus, and okay, well maybe it wasn't his fault. Then perhaps it must have been something that his parents did wrong. This disability, yeah, it must have been on account of his parents and their sins. they're they're trying to figure out there must be some reason for his blindness. Who is to blame? What's up with darkness in this life? What's up with the darkness in this world? There must be some logical answers. And again, if the disciples could simply blame someone, then maybe it would help them just to understand the situation a little better. If they could come up with some answers, perhaps then they can comprehend All of life's struggles. But Jesus was teaching them, and he's teaching us, not to ask the wrong questions. And Jesus said that his blindness was not on account of his sins, Not, not the sins that he committed, nor the sins of his parents. And so he encouraged the disciples not to find fault, not to find blame. Well, what about our sins? If there is still sin and darkness in this world, are we choosing also to blame others around us? Or maybe we're blaming ourselves or the specific circumstances in our lives. We live in a fallen world. Sin is prevalent. And sin impacts people and impacts creation. Catastrophes occur all around us. COVID continues to be prevalent and continues to bring disunity in our lives and in the churches. Personal challenges are among us in our churches and in our families, all over our lives. We have brokenness and dysfunction and sins to contend with. We see relationship breakdowns, untimely death, struggles with cancer and diabetes. We see other physical challenges and disabilities and struggles with mental disabilities or illness. We're often left with the questions that will challenge our faith. Why is this happening? Who sinned? Who's to blame? Now this passage is not telling us to ignore our sins or or ignore confessing our sins. This passage is about the disciples trying to understand what's up with certain circumstances. And in all circumstances... Jesus calls his disciples to focus on the light. Through it all, we are called to focus on Jesus. Focus our faith on Jesus, in Jesus, and how God continues to prepare our hearts. And there are times, there's times, of course, that we want answers. And yet we can't always explain the situation. And there are times that we just want to blame someone or something, And again, when when we attach blame, it appears that this might just help us understand the situation a bit better. We just say, well, it's it's their fault. I couldn't do anything about it. It's their fault. And then we think we can make sense of what happened. Let's blame Eve for listening to that cunning serpent. Or Adam for eating the fruit that Eve offered to him. Or why don't we blame God for putting the tree of the knowledge of good and evil in the garden in the first place? We're closer to home. You blame your friends, or family, parents. You blame yourself. Sometimes the questions that are asked, that we ask, are very legitimate. It is okay to ask questions. But other times, like the disciples, we're reminded by God that sometimes we're asking the wrong questions. And so as verse 3 from the message states, look instead... ...for what God can do. Look instead... ...for what God can do. Let's not focus on seeking blame... ...or focus on the darkness. Instead, let's seek the light. Let's seek Jesus. Don't focus on what someone did wrong... ...but rather focus on what Jesus has done right. Jesus. He came down... ...into the darkness... ...to be light... He came down to this dark world to bring hope, peace, joy, love, forgiveness, salvation. Let's not fail to ask how the work of God is being displayed, whether in yourself, another person, through the church, or even through the circumstances, as difficult as they may be. Be sure to look instead for what God can do. The scene in John 9 initiated with the disciples asking the question, who sinned? And Jesus shows how the work of God can be displayed through this blind beggar. Again, this story is not about answering how this man became blind, or why blindness, or why already at birth. No, this story is how the work of God might be displayed in this man's life, Jesus was to show the work of God in his life. God didn't make this man blind to show his glory, no. God wasn't punishing this man with blindness, no. Rather, God sent his one and only Son, Jesus Christ, to show God's glory through this man. This was about the work of God through a miraculous healing in this story. A miraculous healing from blindness of sight. This man went from being in the dark to seeing the light. Now Jesus healed him with a method that he has used before. But it was rather unconventional method. I mean Jesus spit on the ground and he made some mud. And then he stuck this mud pack on the man's eyes. It's kind of gross really. But then Jesus sent him to the pool of Siloam to wash his eyes. Again, this story is not even for us to focus on the method, but rather for us to focus on the message. Jesus heals. Jesus brings light. It's not how one was healed, but it's who healed you. Jesus heals. Jesus was sent by God to reveal God's works and his glory. Again, we live in a fallen world. But God's purpose has not changed. God still reveals his works and his glory. And the work of God is to be displayed in the life of his people. So Jesus, again, he shifts the discussion on blame and questioning to a discussion on grace and the works of God. Jesus came down to this earth as God in human form. And Jesus continues to be present with us through the power of His Holy Spirit. At work in our bodies, at work in our lives, in our churches, in our families, in our vocations, in our education. And as Reformed believers, we believe God is in all, and He is all. And He is able to redeem all. God, through His Son, Jesus Christ, brings light to a dark world. And Jesus is not only with us today during this Advent and Christmas season. He's not only with us around around us on Christmas Day. But he is always with us. Always has been and he always will be. And we look forward to his physical return to this earth at his second coming. We look forward to the removal of all blindness and all darkness. You see, Jesus came down not for his benefit but he came down for the benefit of his people he came down to seek and to save the lost luke 19:10 he came down to change our lives forever he came down because he loves us jesus came down according to verse 5 while i am the world in the while i am in the world i am the light of the world he came down to give the blind sight he came down to bring light into darkness the healing of this blind man occurred so that people can see that Jesus Christ himself he is the light of the world that Jesus is going to use our blindness and our circumstances to display the works and the glory of God now I think it's important to note that there were likely other blind beggars in this area as well and that they did not receive physical healing that day. God's light may not, may not necessarily be through someone being physically healed. But the light of Jesus will still be present. God's work and his glory will still be revealed. And we are to look for that glory and focus on God's work. Despite the dark and difficult circumstances that are before us. The work of God will be shown in someone's weakness through a struggle or illness so that God's strength will clearly be shown. The work of God will be displayed through the death of a loved one, perhaps, even when we find it hard to deal with. The work of God will be shown in our sins and our dysfunctions and relationship breakdowns even though we continue to make a mess of things. Yes, there is darkness. But let's look For the light. And look for what God can do. The story of this blind man is a story of what God can do through his son Jesus. This story is about God displaying his light in this dark world. And again, we can ask ourselves and ask God many questions. Go for it. Ask God the questions. But the main question should be, God, what are you revealing to us through your work? In this circumstance, God, how can we best display your work and your glory in our life and in the circumstances in which we find ourselves? We continue our waiting during this Advent season and even waiting beyond the Advent season. We continue waiting for the return of Jesus. And as we do, may our waiting be active waiting as we see God's glory revealed in ways that we would not have expected. In each and every circumstance, again, don't try looking for the blame. Don't focus on the darkness. Rather, in each and every circumstance that is before us, let's look instead for what God is doing and what God will do, even as difficult as this might be sometimes. Ultimately, The work of God was revealed in the life of his son, Jesus Christ. God's greatest work has been displayed in the life of Jesus. God's glory was revealed through a baby in a manger. God's glory was revealed through a blind man being healed by Jesus. God's glory was revealed through a man's torturous death on a cross. and his glorious resurrection and his confusing ascension, and his reigning in heaven. God's glory continues to be revealed as we work in his kingdom here on this earth. The work of God has been displayed in order that we may believe, and that we may be saved, so that others may believe, and others may be saved. And God's glory is to be revealed in the lives of his people today. God's purpose was to send Jesus to fulfill God's promise of salvation. To make his grace known to this world. And Jesus came down to do the work of the Father on this earth. And he commands his disciples, and that includes us, his people, to do the work with him. As we partner in God's kingdom, we remain our focus on the light and not on the darkness. So as we continue this season of waiting, leading to Christmas, and waiting for the return of Jesus, it's okay to be disappointed and sad with darkness in this world. It's okay to be disappointed and sad with things going on in your life. But we also have the assurance that the light of Jesus is shining and displaying God's amazing grace and his continued works in our lives and in the life of his church. So let's continue to look for the works of God being displayed through his Son, Jesus Christ. Let's continue to look for the light. Amen. Let's pray together. Father God, we thank you for light. For your light in the darkness. We thank you that you sent your one and only son, Jesus, as a light of this world. And we thank you that Jesus reveals your works and your glory. And so whatever circumstances are before us, and you know better than any of us what's going on in our lives and in our hearts, whatever illness, whatever sin, whatever challenge is before us, may we focus our attention on you and what you are doing through your son, our Savior. Lord, just like the disciples... We may have lots of questions. And we too sometimes look for things or people to blame, but through your Holy Spirit, turn our eyes and our hearts back to Jesus. May Jesus be our center. May the light of Jesus shine on us and shine in this world. In his name we pray, amen.